honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, PodMN, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, <laughs> Audible, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to the show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you again today. To talk Timberwolves basketball, two games to review, four games to preview, and four different teams. Oh man, I gotta look at four different, yeah, 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 I do. <laughs> I'm just teasing around. The two games were kind of fun. Uh, unfortunately, one and one in those. But what'd you expect? We're not going to win the championship this year. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, like it's, yeah, we, we can't expect to win a title or anything like ever. So that's, that's Minnesota's attitude. But no, I know, I, I know we're not expecting to win a title. I just hope people don't keep that attitude five, six years from now. I remember it was like every effing year with the Wolves during the Garnett era. Well, they're not going to win the title this year. Well, they're not going to win the title this year. Well, what year are they going to? They're like, you know, Garnett's 27, 28, 29, 30, 30, you know, it's like, hello, just win the damn thing once. Okay, yeah, I know it's so easy to do, but back to where we need to be. COVID protocol this, COVID protocol that, Omicron this, Omicron that. Further proof that this one, uh, this Omicron is more infectious, but it is less severe. And that is from both sides of the aisle. So don't call me Mr. Conspiracy Theorist and all that. I'm sure you're thinking that at times, but uh, no, it is... uh, (laughs) It is way less severe. Uh, in fact, <laughs> one of the local doctors that is left of center, will say, called it basically, it's basically on the same level as a cold. But, oh, but it's still COVID, though, so you better, yeah, you better shut the whole world down. So, yes, that's where we're at at the moment. Luckily, the NBA has not shut the whole world down. And what's nice about it is that <laughs> what I really enjoy, actually, very much, is the golden opportunities for other players that maybe they've they've kind of, for some reason, because of their style of play, they've kind of been, you know, considered obsolete from the league. And a guy named Greg Monroe signs with the Timberwolves. When I first saw that, I was like, wait, wait, Greg Monroe? You mean the guy that I was following very closely in the draft years ago when I was doing Timberwolves Explosion? Yeah. Well, it turns out he's only 31 still. So, yeah. Um, Following closely, I remember guys from Timberwolves Press talking about him like he might be the next Kevin Garnett because he's kind of got that all-around game, the points, the rebounds, and the great passing skills like Kevin Garnett. And he's a bigger guy like Garnett, but bigger, probably bigger body than Garnett, generally speaking. Not as good of a defensive player because very few players run Garnett's level defensively. But a double-double type of guy, and I'm thinking, how could he be out of the league already? Like, that's weird. And he was playing in the G League. Greg Monroe playing in the G League. Why? Can I ask why? Uh, because I guess uh, he's just too big, and, and, he, and he doesn't shoot five threes a game or ten threes a game, so he's obsolete. Uh, well, that's bullcrap. Uh, let's keep him. Yeah, because uh, I liked what I saw, and I liked what I saw when he played, even though he didn't turn out to be the star player. Some people were hoping he was going to be, what was he, seventh pick in the draft, 
with the Detroit Pistons. And after those wonderful couple years with Larry Brown and Joe Dumars, the Joe Dumars uh, magic wand ran out of magic points. It completely ran out. It turned into pixie dust and just fell to the floor. It just, you know, like, you know, you know how stuff does that? Yeah, like it dries up and crunk, crumbles apart and, you know, and turns into dust and it's worthless. Yeah, that's pretty much what the magic wand did with Joe Dumars. <laughs> By the end of his tenure, it was like, get him the hell out of here. Whereas at the beginning, it was like, wow, Joe Dumars is the greatest. Uh, obviously, the weird situation with Larry Brown, who's like five minutes into his tenure into a team, is, uh, you don't like me enough? Are, are you sure? Are you sure you don't like me? Do you like me? You you like me, right? So there's that kind of weirdness as well. But uh, yeah, Greg Monroe. Let's get back where I need to be. Uh, obviously, the team around him was not that good when he was in Detroit. He joined Milwaukee in fifteen sixteen, where a certain Greek player was getting better and better and better because Flip passed on him. Damn it, Flip. <laughs> I love you, Flip, but why'd you have to pass on <laughs> Greek freak? Uh, sorry. Uh, but no, double-double kind of guy, Greg Monroe, seventh pick in the 2010 draft. Wow, me and Marcus. Me and Marcus sitting side by side. All those years ago, doing what I believe was the greatest uh, episode in the history of Timberwolves Explosion, episode 58, State of the Timberwolves 2010, talking about the NBA draft, where we were gushing about nobody. We weren't all that excited because we figured the Wolves were going to wind up with Wes Johnson, and we just knew he was going to be a mediocre player. We thought he'd be good, not as mediocre as he wound up being. And obviously, you know, like we already had, what, we already had a a log jump of power forwards and centers kind of type of situation with uh, Mr. Kevin Love and Mr. Al Jefferson. So Greg Monroe wasn't even on our radar at the time because of that reason. Even though we knew who he was, we just figured that's not where we're heading. We're heading for a wing. And, well, there was a pretty good wing there named Paul George. Why am I going off in this tangent into La La Land? Uh, but no, Greg Monroe, obviously, solid, solid NBA career from Georgetown. 6'11", 270. Big guy. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't block a whole lot of shots. That would be my number one complaint with him, I would have to say. But a heck of a passer, heck of a playmaker. I remember watching him, and I remember the guys in Timberwolves Press gushing about him, and I was like, he looks a little raw. And it, he kind of stayed raw forever, unfortunately, even though he was very productive in the NBA. Bottom line, though, I'm thrilled to have him, and I want the Wolves to keep him. I want the Wolves to keep him. I don't want to be, I don't want to hear this bull crap like big men who play down low and don't go out side and shoot threes and don't guard in the perimeter. Uh, they're obsolete. They're useless. Really? Why? May I ask why? I mean, do we have to completely kick him out of the league? I think that's ridiculous. He was productive all the way up to the very end. And I believe he got a ring with the Toronto Raptors. He was even fairly productive with that, but only 11 minutes a game in 1819 before all the COVID BS. So he never played a minute during the COVID era in the NBA, wound up with the, you know, wound up in the G League with the Washington Wizards system, so to speak, and they didn't call him up. Might I ask why? Yeah, I'm just going to keep asking, but I just love these golden opportunities for players. Like, look at Jalen Noel going off for 29 points against the Boston Celtics as we're kind of, you know, phasing into where we need to be. Celtics with a similar record as the Wolves, which is kind of funny, considering how talented they've been. Uh, no, Jason Tatum. C.J. Miles, Josh Richardson, Dennis Schroeder, not Schroeder, but Schroeder, no Marcus Smart, but he's got an injury slash illness, whatever that means, but the health and safety protocols, Anthony Edwards, Torian Prince, Nasridge, D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, and no Carl Anthony Towns either. They're not even showing him. Oh, yeah, yeah, they are. Carl Anthony Towns, Patrick Beverly, yeah, I'm looking at this incorrectly. So it's just a big mess. 
guys are out, but golden opportunities for players all over the place. Even Jake Lehman had a nice highlight alley-oop dunk from Jalen Noel, one of his three assists. Actually, that was McLaughlin, one of his ten assists. Jalen Noel was red hot, though, from downtown, and he had one of the greatest dunks in Timberwolves history, believe it or not, showing some serious athleticism. I really like Jalen Noel, and like when he's on his game, he's so much fun to watch. It just sucks when he's off his game, and he kind of doesn't play well. Another very familiar name on the sidelines. I think I brought his name up on the last episode. I think I did, or I babbled about him on other podcasts because I was talking about the whole COVID situation and how a lot of players are getting opportunities again. It's kind of cool. Like, all these names just start popping up again. Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson was drafted by the Boston Celtics in 2001 before September 11th. Yes. Yes, that guy. Uh, Good player, obviously. Didn't, he didn't pan out with the Boston Celtics right away. They got impatient, went to Phoenix. He got much better, went to Atlanta, got super good, and then eventually got old. But uh, had a hell of a career, obviously. And now he's back with the Boston Celtics. All these years later, he's scored two points so far. And he's played two minutes and two points so far. That was against the Cleveland Cavaliers in the same day that Ricky Rubio tore his ACL, unfortunately. Oh, what? Come on! It's a damn shame. And, uh, yeah, me and Vince Germano t- uh, text and talk more than people know, as we like to say. <laughs> Gotta text it. You know, obviously, you could call it Facebooking. Uh, I'd like to Facebook with plenty of you, too, if, if you'd like. Uh, but, um, just, a you know, an absolute shame. Uh, he was talking about how it's, yeah, I mean, it was such a wonderful story. Like, Cleveland, and people, a lot of people are thinking, I, I bet Rubio is just depressed, and they're like, what the heck? Like, thanks, Minnesota. You're gonna... You know, like, you're just starting to get better, and then you send me to Cleveland. That's like purgatory. That's like that's like the graveyard of the NBA right now. At least at least one of them. I'm sure there's a couple, like Detroit, <laughs> places like that. But then it's like, well, Cleveland's got some talented players. They just need a little bit of energy pumped into them. And Rubio provided a little bit of that extra energy and helped uh, Kevin Love getting going again. Kevin Love and Rubio together again. It's amazing how... It's crazy how time flies. It seems like yesterday there were two young stars with the Minnesota Timberwolves and we had a 500 record with Rick Adelman before Ricky Rubio tore his ACL guarding Kobe Bryant. Oh, man, poor Ricky. You know, so hopefully he comes back and he's better than ever and all that. Uh, just a damn shame, damn shame. Obviously, Cleveland has enough uh, depth at the guard position. They'll be okay in that sense. But just having him out there and his leadership, and the spark he brings, you know, it's a damn shame. Obviously, he provided a nice piece with Minnesota last year, and I really appreciate him. But obviously, I do think Beverly was an upgrade in, in some some sense. And, uh, you know, in some sense, not in everything, but generally speaking, I would take either player in a heartbeat on my team at the moment for some uh, some, some leadership and some toughness. Uh, so really appreciate Patrick Beverly coming and helping out. Uh, nice to see Joe Johnson again, though. Isn't that cool? Isn't that just the darndest thing? He played with the Pistons. That's where his picture is. It's kind of photoshopped into the Celtics, uh, uh, you know, profile picture here on Yahoo. Tenth pick by the Celts. Tenth pick by the Celts. Again, a very, very fun game. Greg Monroe showing a bit of that passing ability. He could play right away. He even got a blocked shot, a couple of steals. Again, Jake Lehman with the nice alley-oop dunk. That was pretty fun to watch. And Malik Beasley shot like crap like he did this in both of these two games six of 18 three of 10 from downtown come on man Jalen Noel only attempted 18 shots and wanted about 29 points see that's what I'm talking about right there he even had six rebounds really athletic uh, player Nathan Knight who seems to get overshadowed had also a great kind of Kevin Garnett like leg game 20 points 11 rebounds four assists Nathan Knight was also passing some 
but also showing some nice passes, and he can shoot threes as well. So Nathan Knight fits the modern game a little better than Greg Monroe. And I do believe Nathan Knight, and, I, and a lot of people are talking about, oh, yeah, these guys, you know, they're just having their little day in the sun, and within a couple of days, it'll be like, yeah, okay, whatever, they suck, and blah, blah, blah. I can't wait to have these other guys back. You know what, though? I think these guys can play. I think there's a lot of players in the NBA that can play, and I think some of them appreciate it more than some of the others out there that have the minutes, they have the money, the guaranteed contract, stuff like that. Like Greg Monroe, I think he appreciates being back in the NBA in a big way, and I think he wants to stick around. And why wouldn't he? Um, Nathan Knight, I think he, I mean, I, every time he plays, he's, he's good. Eight of 11 from the floor. He made two threes. I, may, I mentioned, and he made both of them. He, or he attempted to and made both of them. Jade McDaniels filling the stat sheet like he does when he gets the extended minutes. I just love him. Uh, wish his field goal percentage was higher six of 14 and he missed, uh, he made two of seven from downtown kind of stunk out there. Six of nine for Jalen Noel from downtown. Jake Lehman's just a mediocre guy who's going to like end of the bench and he's going to get thrown into a trade at some point just to kind of just a little extra piece, you know, make like a roster spot kind of guy. I, I hate to say that about him. When the Wolves originally signed him, I think a lot of people saw his role being significantly bigger, at least nine-man rotation, if not spot starter, this and that. Okogi was all right, kind of. He's been, he, he came back from health safety protocols. and he, he was okay, provided some defense, some energy, only attempted four shots. I went up with five points, generally speaking. But it was an overall fun, entertaining game. Uh, Jalen Brown played really well. And we're seeing more and more what a heck of a player he can be when he's uh, when he's at or near the top of his game. Him being Jalen Brown of Le Boston Celics. Juancho Hernan Gomez, why don't you play a little better? Yeah, why don't you play a little better, Hernan Gomez? <clears throat> yeah, that's about it, though. Yeah, he's on the Celtics. Jabari Parker, another guy who was a very, very, very high draft pick. Uh, right with Andrew Wiggins. It was between Parker Wiggins, Parker Wiggins, and then ACL after ACL after injury after ACL. Uh, ninth guy on the Celtics right now with all this going on. Think about that. Only nine minutes. And again, and he also was the recipient of one of the highlight dunks of the season, particularly for Timberwolves, uh, for the Timberwolves. By Jalen Noel, who just flew in there. Like, I'm trying to think of who. Like, uh, Kevin Johnson, basically. That's probably a similar guy right there. Uh, just flew in there like Kevin Johnson and dunked on him. Like he dunked on Mount Matumbo years ago and when Kevin Johnson pulled that off. That was pretty cool. Way back in the day. Yes, I, I have that kind of memory. Um, <laughs> uh, New York Knicks game, back-to-back. Both of these were in the target center, by the way, and this game had uh, just a slightly different energy to it. Unfortunately, the Wolves only managed 88 points, meaning, meaning they shot like crap. Beasley had 15 points, but shot, you know, like like he, he shot like about 38% in that game. This game, like 30%. 4 of 16 from downtown, Malik. Okay, Rashad McCants. Okay, Rashad. Keep shooting and missing Rashad McCants. And Jalen Noel went cold as well. One of seven from downtown, five of 14. Depressing. Greg Monroe made, he attempted three shots, made three shots at three blocks. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And had still had four assists in the game, which was fun. But again, it was just an awful shooting night. Even Nathan Knight shot under 50%. Pat Beverly returned from COVID protocol and missed every shot he took, except and he made half of his free throws. Half. Wow. <laughs> wow, okay. McDaniels was probably the best player for the Wolves in this game. In fact, I would absolutely say so. Even though he stunk from three, but overall, seven of 11. Seven of 11, yet one for five for three, which is funny, which tells you, again, 
when he's able to take the ball to the basket and make an athletic play. Jaden McDaniels has some super value and even added five blocks in the game. Five blocks. Impressive. Uh, one of only two players who was a plus that actually played significant minutes anyway between him and... How the heck is Beasley a plus seven? How? Okay, plus minus doesn't mean anything. <laughs> no. How the heck is Be? Okay, I guess he was just on the floor. That's like hockey. You're on the ice when people score a goal. But it means a little more, i got to think. Because in hockey, obviously, every time there is a goal, maybe there was a mistake or uh, a positive play, depending on who scored and stuff. Nice to have uh, Beverly back, but he shot like uh, he'd been out forever. And ah, Depressing game. Depressing, generally speaking. It's too bad. I keep playing Greg Monroe. Uh, obviously, he, he Greg Monroe outplayed Nathan Knight for sure, and Nathan Knight fouled out in the game. Nathan Knight, recipient of some very rough uh, plays from Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, and he fouled out in the game, like I was saying. He struggled. Randle didn't even shoot well. 5 of 20. Like, what the heck? RJ Barrett, 3 of 10. Evan Fonier, four, 5 of 14. Kemba Bleeping Walker, 3 of 11. What is going on? Like, it was just, it was, we didn't watch a basketball game. We were watching them, we were watching construction. Yeah, remember that bit, like, where you're just laying bricks? Yeah, it was a, we were just watching construction. Like, they just, all the all that was missing was the hard hats and maybe some of those bright yellow, you know, like, jackets they wear. So you, so you don't, you know, bump into them on the road, which would not be good at all. Um, but, yeah. You know, the guys making, like, building a building. They were laying bricks. And it was awful. That wasn't funny, was it? I'm sorry. Uh, 96-88. The game wasn't funny either. 15, 15, 19 to 15 in the second quarter. Just, ugh. It was awful. It was an awful game to watch. It was depressing, kind of boring. Thought the Wolves had a chance in this one, but it seemed like most of the way the Knicks were just kind of, you know, a little bit better. They would have got his usual booze and such, and the honeymoon looks like it's already over there, but at least they beat us, I guess, 16 and 18. An awesome season last year for the New York Knicks, and they still and they still ended up losing in the first round, which sounds familiar, unfortunately. Yay, we made the playoffs and lost in the first round. Yay, that's so exciting. I'm just thrilled about losing in the first round. Yay. <laughs> Obi Toppin, only 10 minutes. What the heck? I, I thought he was this huge prospect that might have even gone number one overall. There was even talk about the Wolves taking Obi Toppin over Anthony Edwards. We would look like idiots right now if we made that one. And I'm sorry. Obi Toppin, I, I have nothing against you or anything, but get your act together a little bit. That's Come on. 15 minutes, 11 minutes last year, all year. I don't know. Some some rookies take longer than others, but mm, ah, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad. It seems to keep happening in the NBA lately. So many guys end up being... They just don't pan out, or they, they take forever, maybe five years from now. They're, you know, five years from the rookie year, they finally get going a little bit. But I don't know. It seems like it's really hit and miss with, with rookies. Like, look at John Morant when he first suited up, and I voted for him for the All-Star game. That's what I think of John Morant. Think about that. I voted for John Morant. Yeah. Um, like, right out of the gate, it was like, whoa. <laughs> you know, got, got, certain guys just come right out and destroy everybody. And the other guys, it's just like, uh, he's, yeah, he's okay. He's, yeah, he's, he's like the eighth man right now, ninth guy. You know, but yeah, he's, he's developing. Give him time. 60, 70 games later, uh, yeah, give him time. Come on, be patient. Two years later, okay, what's going on, dude? Let's go. 
And that just seems to be the NBA right now with a lot of rookies taken anywhere, like from 1 to 10 to 20. You know, obviously 20, you're going to, you know, oftentimes they might end up being a rotation player anyway. And then there's a, an occasional shocker here and there. But come on, Obi. <laughs> I saw a lot from that guy. But I was a bit worried. I was a bit worried about him in the draft. And I'm like, Anthony Edwards to me looks like the closest to a sure thing. Him or, uh, you know, uh, LaMelo Ball, who looked a lot better than I expected. Um at the time. I mean, I was watching, I was like, he does look pretty damn good, but there's always this bust potential, and then LaMelo ends up getting the rookie of the year. Ugh, damn it. <laughs> it's kind of funny. With that, though, let's pass out the awards. I better get going. It's only two games, and I got four games to preview, so I better get moving. The <laughs> the Lone Wolf Award, it's going to go to Jaden McDaniels. It's an A for consistency, an honorable mention to, that's right, Old Kevin Garnett himself, Greg Monroe, is going to get an honorable mention at very least. If he can get some more, yeah, if he gets more minutes and he has more opportunities to really show what he can do uh, still at this league, and it, clearly he could still play. Uh, say what you want, that I'm just full of crap and it's just a 10 day contract. This is not a 10 day contract player. Come on. <laughs> Greg Monroe was good everywhere he went. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to fight with you if you bring that up. <laughs> Let me just tell you, I'm going to fight with you. Uh, luckily, I don't think a whole lot of you will. Um, Jaden McDaniels, though, Lone Wolf Awards. I think this is his first ever. Unfortunately, he's been the recipient of some of those Johnny Flynn memorials. Johnny Flynn memorial, you know, Malik Beasley, what what did he average? About 17 and a half a game? Yeah, yeah, yeah but you sucked, though. It took you like 50 shots to get there. <laughs> so, whatever, man. You know, it's, my God. Poor consistency and all that. He, you know, it's like and he has to have Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards around him to, to even play well, and it's really frustrating. He's been disappointing most of the year with an occasional hot game, but I think it was like the opposite last week. Beasley and McDaniel's the opposite way. I think so. <laughs> Isn't that weird? But yeah, Mc, uh, Beasley, what the heck? So he's going to get the Johnny Flynn Memorial. He shot like crap, and I don't know, shot us. He, he, he can shoot guys out of the game. He's starting to remind me of Rashad McCants. I was not a fan of John McCants, if you can't tell. With that said, we'll take a quick break and get to New Year's Eve, which is what today is already. Final show of 2021. Ooh, oh, what a difference tomorrow's going to make. Oh, 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 wow, what a difference. back here on Timberwolves Explosion, and oh my, whew, what a difference, what a difference it's going to be, 31 January, or December 31st to January 1st, oh wow, what a difference, yeah, you still have the same job, I'm still doing Timberwolves Explosion, which is good, <laughs> still have the same job, the same apartment, same car, yeah, you know what I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm glass half empty, but I just think it's a little overrated, so just uh, my point of view there, sorry for being a jerk, I guess. Utah Spaz again. The Spazmeisters are probably going to beat us again because they made us look like crap the two games we played. So frustrating. Yeah, the Wolves have no injuries. Well, we don't have injuries. Knock on wood. i got to be quiet. But COVID protocols like, but, but COVID, like people like to always say. Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell lower back strain. Well, I wouldn't miss him out there if he was. But Utah beat us pretty good. Really good. 
in the first meeting, 136-104. Second meeting not too long ago, 128-116. That wasn't a fun game either. It was kind of crappy. So now we go to Utah. Ugh. And then host the Jazz on January the 30th, or hopefully we can salvage one game out of the series. We'll see. The Utes, the Utes are on fire. Five games in a row victory, at least in this <laughs> in this situation. December 20th, 112 to 102 over Charlotte, over Minnesota, 128, 116. Yeah, that's what I thought very recently, right before Christmas, which I think is a better holiday than New Year's. Sorry, it just is. December the 25th, Christmas Day, the Utah Jazz beat Dallas, 120 to 116. The Jazz went to San Antonio and beat the Spurs, 110-104. Went to Portland, victory for Utah, 120 to 105 in Minnesota is two and three in our last five. Yep, we had a four-game win streak, two-game losing streak with guys starting to go out and then just underachieving, I thought, in the Dallas game and Utah was just better. The next game was, uh everybody shot like crap and we were just worse, I guess. <laughs> Utah's first in field goal percentage, first in rebounds, first in points, first in points and rebounds and field goal percentage. And they'll lose in the first or second round like they do every time. They just will. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert's been a pain in the butt for the Wolves one way or another. No matter if he's a coward for not guarding Carl Anthony Towns or whatever. I can't believe Carl Anthony Towns isn't averaging 10 rebounds a game this year. What's up with that? He's only averaging 9.1. Get a rebound, man. Get a rebound, Carl. Come on, get a rebound. Or you're not going to... I'm going to rescind my all-star vote if you don't get uh, 10 rebounds a game, Carl. Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. 15 a game for Rudy Gobert. Uh, that guy's a pain in the butt. He really is the stifle tower, isn't he? He's stiflingly good at defense. He just is. Donovan Mitchell's averaging 25-plus a game. Bogdanovich, the other Bogdanovich, the uh, the one on Utah, <laughs> averaging 17.5. Gobert, 15 and 15. 15 and 15. Do you realize what I just said? Yeah. It's kind of scary. Hassan Whiteside's been getting more and more minutes. He's been getting a little better again. It's just weird imagining Hassan. Well, yeah, he's on all over the league, you know? I forgot all the teams he's been on now. I'm afraid to click on it because then it'll mess everything up because i got other games to talk about. Royce O'Neal, he's one of those He's one of those sleeper fantasy pickups because he fills the stat sheet, doesn't he? He gets assists, he gets steals. You know, he, he even averages five rebounds a game. I, I, I like Royce O'Neal. He'd be a nice rotation player with Minnesota. Averages 30 minutes a game, actually. So he's kind of the Adonis Haslam of the Jazz, in a way. He's, he's, he's that kind of guy. Conley, obviously, can kill you. He can He's clutch. He's deadly. Rudy Gay's still playing, which is insane. He's He goes way, way back in the day now. It's pretty crazy. Jordan Clarkson, he has torched us so many times, and he's not having a good season, actually. He's really not, but every time he plays the Wolves, he's, you know, he's shooting like 70%, it seems like. It's ridiculous. And that's pretty much what happened the last time the Wolves played the Jazz. They couldn't miss. It was ridiculous. I think Utah wins again. I think Utah wins again. I think they're healthier than the Wolves, which just is how it goes. And when you're healthy and you're good at everything, <laughs> points, field goal, they either seventh and three-point percentage. Seventh? That sucks, Utah. Step it up. But, uh, no, I mean, I just don't feel it, especially going to Utah. I think the Jazz end up winning 125 to 118. I think the Wolves hang in there. I yeah, Maybe Jalen Noel has another 20-plus point game. I, I can see Jalen Noel having another one. Greg Monroe, 
15 points. 15 points, 10 rebounds. What do you think of that? First double-double as a Timberwolf and, and two blocks and five uh, assists. What do you think of that? I almost said steals, no assists. The Wolves play the Los Angeles Lakers. Are we gonna keep the? Are we gonna keep beating up on the Lakers, or are the Lakers gonna finally get uh, get back at the Wolves again? <laughs> Vince Germano was like, "Wow, I was really tragic as Lakers." I'm sorry, Vince. You know, and and I and you know, it's nothing personal. Of, of course not. Partially, I'm just pissed off at them a little bit. Come on, you know, gosh, they're as bad as somebody. I won't say us. Uh, Anthony Davis MCL sprain, so luckily it wasn't the ACL. But yeah, we saw him writhing in pain in the tunnel, playing against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yes, that game. Poor guy. And he, come on, Anthony. The guy just can't stay healthy. If it's this, it's that, it's that, it's this. It's the right knee. It's the left knee. It's the right toe. It's the left toe. It's the right finger. It's a hangnail. It's uh, the the eyebrow is is was was cut a little too short. Uh, he's going to have to sit out for a couple games to let it grow. You know, come on, man. Stay healthy, for God's sakes. Uh, <laughs> that's been the number one problem with the Los Angeles Lakers in the last few years. I mean, they could have probably two or three titles if they stayed healthy and, and all that. Like LeBron getting injured on Christmas Day. Gosh, that was depressing. And then and that was it. Oh, I remember being depressed about that. The Lakers were actually doing better than people expected. And then finally there was the year where they all stayed healthy and it was like, Lakers win the title. And oh, they did. You know, <laughs> they, they, beat, yeah, they beat Miami in five games. It was like, no problem. Um, this one is in Los Angeles. Why do I have a weird feeling the Lakers are going to win this one? I got a sneaky feeling. But with no Anthony Davis, it kind of depends on how many guys are back. Is Carl going to be back? I have little to no faith he's going to come back. He seems like the kind, you know, he seems to react really badly to any type of sickness. I, I've been noticing that. Obviously, you know, he's got a, I think he's got a compromised immune system a little bit. Uh, obviously, oh, it's uh, uh, the main problem with him was uh, asthma. That's what it was. And I'm not kicking him when he's down, okay? So don't get offended about that. I'm not kicking him about that. And I'm not making light of the situation at all. I understand a lot of, I understand kind of. I don't truly understand how bad it must have been. Uh, the situations in the, in the behind the scenes and, of course, how bad COVID must have hit him last year. <sighs> I guess it's uh, it's a weird situation. It's a weird situation with Carl Anthony Towns. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. But I, the Lakers have not been playing well. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a good vibe right now. Uh, they did play on Christmas Day. They got beat. They actually played very well against the uh, Los Angeles Lakers on Christmas. Uh, excuse me, against the Brooklyn Nets on Christmas Day, one twenty two, one fifteen. They lost to Phoenix, one hundred eight ninety. Uh, San Antonio beat them 138 to 110. What the heck is that? That's incredible. Uh, 104. Apologize for this. No, he's in the background. 104.99 lost to uh, Wayne Hunt's Memphis Grizzlies. I'm sure Wayne enjoyed that very much. I'm sure he did. And then Lakers got one win out of it versus the Sprockets. 132 to 123. That's the Houston Rockets. I don't know what to think about the Lakers. I, I just don't. They're kind of mediocre. They're injury prone. The vibe isn't good. The energy's not there. Are the Wolves going to sweep the Lakers this year, or is this the one time? Or is this the one night when LeBron kind of really steps it up? Maybe Russell Westbrook goes off. I, I I just don't know. It's a really really bad vibe. I think the Wolves win this one too. Vince Vince, Vince is going to slap me up real good. I'm sorry, Vince. I think the Wolves win again. I think we win the season series versus the Lakers with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook in the lineup. Not in the lineup, but on the roster. Pardon me. Oh, not in the lineup. No, because guys just can't stay healthy. 
for me, it's not even about age, even though it kind of is. <laughs> it's about chemistry, and it's the chemistry's lacking, and I'm not here to trash and kick you when you're down. It's just what it is. It is what it is. One guy that I think is good for chemistry and needs to get more minutes, needs to get out there if he's healthy, if he's healthy, is Trevor Ariza. I, I always liked that guy. I, I liked him with L.A. the whole time he was there in the past. I, I just always thought of him as a Laker, not as a Wizard or Houston Rocket or anything like that. Always thought of him as a Laker, and I like what he brings. I guess the Rockets, too, a little bit, but that's that's it. <laughs> Wolves win the game. Final score of, I think it's, an. I think, uh, man, is Anthony Edwards going to come back? I think Anthony Edwards returns for this one. I do not see Carl Anthony Towns in my crystal ball. No, no Carl Anthony Towns. Anthony Edwards scores 30 in the City of Angels, and the Wolves win. With the final score of 117 to 110, Patrick Beverly and Anthony Edwards, Greg Monroe, guys like that, provide some solid defense. And, of course, Nathan Knight has another good game as well. Uh, and the Wolves away in 117-110 over the Lakers. Not a blowout by any means. It's not going to be bad like the last one. This is the other Los Angeles team that we, you know, <laughs> that we never beat. They're slightly better than L.A., the Lakers. I always imagine these two teams tipping off in the West Finals, and this is the season finale already. The Clippers lead the series 3-0. to zero. And for me, the Clippers will sweep the Timberwolves this season. So it's kind of going to be a back-and-forth type of thing. This drops the Wolves to 1-2 and two for the week at the time. The Clippers aren't that good or anything, but we stay in stable center, so there's no traveling at all. That's the good part, but you got to play again. And This matchup just always kills us, even though there's no Kawhi Leonard and you know, anytime somebody gets an ACL, it's like eternity in the NBA. And I know you really need your knees for all the movement and all that. Anytime you're, you know, trying to make a move on somebody, you gotta you gotta move laterally to get around them and such. So obviously, a healthy knee <laughs> is you know paramount to success in the NBA. Clippers are two and three in their last five. They lost to the Spurs. What's up with the Spurs crushing Lakers, uh, Los Angeles teams? The Spurs aren't even good. One sixteen to ninety two. Clippers beat Sacramento 105-89. They lose to Denver 103-100. And i got to say this now. This triggers this quick little thing. Two days ago, Denver Nuggets had a huge lead over the Warriors. The Warriors came flying back. I was cursing. my. Oh, I wasn't cursing, but I was moaning and groaning and with a little cursing as well. Like, get the bleep out of here, Curry. Guys like that. Oh, but they hung on and beat the Warriors. Oh, that felt good. Whew, that felt good. You know, my favorite team is the Timberwolves. My second favorite team is anybody playing the Golden State Warriors. Let's just leave it at that. I don't want the Warriors to win. I just don't want them to win. Denver, though. Yep, so that was what it was. Like a lower-scoring, close game. Denver and Golden State. Denver and L.A. Clippers as well. The Brooklyn Nets crushed the Clippers 124-108. They might be the favorite to win the title, I swear. But no, I think the freaking Northern Cal team is the favorite. Ugh. Drives me nuts. 91-82. Clippers over the Celts on the 29th of December. The Clippers, they stand out in certain areas. What areas were they again? Or am I blanking? They were they. They were super high in assists from what I remember. And now, not so much. Unless I'm getting them mixed up with somebody else. Was it the Sacramento Kings? I, I thought they were, like, they really dropped off. Huh, they're like in the lower echelon in almost every category, except for free throw percentage, 12th. That's cute. Uh, okay, 12th in free throw percentage. Woohoo. 
Paul George has stayed relatively healthy. Reggie Jackson stayed more healthy. Obviously, he's been a pain in the butt for the Wolves forever. Marcus Morris Sr., 15 points a game. Luke Kennard has had some moments. Eric Bledsoe's the healthiest guy, along with Zubak. Those two guys. Zubak provides that physicality. Can get up and people and block some shots and all that. Nicholas Batum has been sick. He's been hurt. He's been sick. He's been hurt. Hurt, sick, sick, hurt. Serge Ibaka is about 50. Amir Coffey, well, he's having a cup of coffee in the league, but he keeps getting a little bit better. Good for him. Maybe it won't be a cup of coffee in the league. Justice Winslow, I mean, I don't even know who he is anymore. <laughs> it's kind of sad. <laughs> Xavier Moon, I like that name. That's cool. <laughs> Brandon Boston Jr. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. It's a it's an interesting group of players that can be a pain in the butt to deal with at times. Paul George has had some huge moments. Is he hurt, though? I thought, I swear I saw him. Paul George, torn right elbow ligament. Okay, I think the Wolves win then. I think the Wolves win, because Paul George is the main reason why the Wolves lose to the Clippers. Never mind, I apologize. A torn ligament in the elbow? That guy ain't going to play forever. That's like an ACL in your arm. <laughs> he ain't playing forever. Uh, <laughs> especially... <laughs> Wow. Merry Christmas, Paul George. I apologize. So I actually missed that. I actually missed that game. So and I, I apologize for that. Obviously, there's always something going on. You're distracted. You want to watch them, but you, how, how can you watch five games in a row? You, unless you're like the biggest rube ever. Clippers, extremely streaky club for a while, like five wins in a row. Five losses in a row, four wins in a row. And now they're now it looks like they're a two and three type of team, if you know what I mean. The Wolves will beat the Clippers without Paul George, so we do salvage a win. We actually go back to back and beat the Clippers and Lakers, which has never happened, ever. I, I got to think. This has got to be the first time. Does D'Angelo Russell return? Yeah, sure he does. Sure he does. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I think it's another good night for uh, Anthony Edwards, but I also expect to see Beasley play well against the Clippers. I know he had a big game against the Clippers a few years back when he first his first game ever. I think he has a nice night. He gets a little bit of fun with Edwards, Beasley, and I see Jalen Noel going off against the Clippers as well. I got a good feeling about the guard play getting hot and beating the Clippers. And Patrick Beverly providing a ton of uh, you know a, a a ton of good energy versus the Clippers as well. Hopefully he doesn't get ejected. <laughs> Obviously his former team and such. So now we'll move forward for the OKC Thunder, where the Wolves have a really good chance of going 3-1 and one this week with a depleted roster. Who, who'd have thunk it? It's, it's a legitimate shot. This reeks of a trap game, though. The Thunder are 2-3 and three in their last five. They got killed by Phoenix 115-97. Beat the King, or lost to the Sacramento Kings 117-111. Beat New Orleans like everybody else 117-112. Beat by Phoenix again by 12 and destroy no beat denver destroyed denver 108 94 but they haven't played since this doesn't look right oh yeah i did it in backwards phoenix was the most recent one yeah apologize phoenix and sacramento so i actually did that in reverse i apologize aaron wiggins aaron wiggins ain't that the darndest thing Derek favors is what the heck paul watson what's going on here Paul Joseph Watson, you know, the guy who, uh, yeah, is on InfoWars, Alex Jones and all that. Paul Joseph Watson, <laughs> what is this? This is hilarious. Aaron Wiggins, <laughs> Josh Giddy. Yeah, it's an interesting roster. Very interesting. Obviously, Giddy, uh, people have heard of him. It's just a funny name. 
Lugans Dort. It just it just rolls right off your tongue, right? Lugans Dort. Yeah, and then yeah, the guy with a very complicated name but very talented player named S G A. Shea Gilgis Alexander is an awesome player. Ah, man, he's he's one of those guys. He's definitely the best player on the Warrior. Ah, the the Warriors, the Thunder by far. Obviously, he's a hell of a player. Mike Masala. It's a lot of weird names, a lot of out there names. They've struggled most of the season. They're twelve and twenty-two. They're playing a little bit better. Josh Giddy's leading the team in rebounding with seven rebounds and six assists. That's crazy. <laughs> it's a weird lineup. It's weird, but again, this is the wrap-up of the week. This is next Wednesday, and then we play him again on Friday. Okay, so I'll preview that next week, the next game. But uh, SGA has a right ankle as of the 29th, so we'll see if he plays. If he doesn't play, the Wolves absolutely beat the Thunder, and if we don't, what are we doing? Jan the 5th, that would be next Wednesday. Jan 7th, Friday. March 4th. So this one's in Target Center, which also helps the Wolves' chances. Then you go have uh, Jan 7th in Oklahoma City, March 4th in Oklahoma City, March 9th in Minneapolis to wrap up the season series. We've not played the, uh, I call you calling them the Warriors. I don't know why. These two teams are like tied forever for that Western Conference Final. Tied together forever. Pardon me as I try not to cough to death. All of a sudden my throat just, just uh, you know, just, it just died on me. So... Very winnable game by Minnesota. Reeks of a trap game. This isn't the Minnesota Wild, but the Wolves get trapped too because we get we get too cocky. Like, well, we beat the Lakers and Clippers. We're feeling good about ourselves. You know, like stupid Malik Beasley says stupid things like that all the stupid time. Maybe he is the guy that a Bill Guerin would say, you know, this things just aren't working and we need to change it. That may, He might be one of those guys. In fact, I guarantee you he is. I like Malik Beasley. I like his shot. I like his jump shot when it goes in, but some of the things he says are just flat stupid uh, at, at times, and that's what I'm afraid of. Like we got too full of ourselves. You know, we were we were just feeling good about those Laker games, and we got a little too 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 happy with ourselves. And it's like, how can you possibly be that way? You know, <laughs> what success have you had? Like, um, Mister uh, Johnny K would say. Man, I'm having trouble here. Boy, <laughs> my throat's a little better now, I hope. Um, I'm okay, though, believe me. So the winner of this game has to be the Wolves, right? So the Wolves go 3-1. and one. Am, am I being overly positive? I don't think so. I mean, these are teams the Wolves need to take advantage of and get the win. So I say the Wolves win this game, believe it or not. And... Oh, my God. I, it's it's scary to think. I mean, who's going to be out there? I think D'Angelo Russell comes back by this game. That's just my guess. I got a good feeling D'Angelo Russell will be back. I don't think he's going to go off for a whole lot because as, as good as clutch as he can be, he doesn't give me the feeling of a guy that when he comes back, he's going to have a great game. Patrick Beverly, I think, will be a factor to kind of get the guys going, saying, hey, we're not going to just come out here and fall asleep against this uh, this, this Thunder team. Uh I, I just think Anthony Edwards has an awesome week. I've got a sneaky feeling that when he comes back, it's going to be good. Maybe his very first game, he'll shoot poorly. But I, I think he's going to pick it up and be one of the better players down the stretch. Jaden McDaniels is going to be a huge factor in this game. I, I, I can just sense that he's going to put up really nice numbers. Uh, I, oh, and uh, Vanderbilt's going to be back as well. What am I thinking? Yeah, Vanderbilt will also be back. I think he'll be a huge reason for the Wolves' win with the rebounding. Out-rebounding this Oklahoma team that stinks at a lot of things. 
But uh, believe it or not, they're sixth in rebounding. They just don't have a top-heavy guy. Everything else, they're terrible. 29th in field goal, third in three-point, 29th in points. So the Wolves need to take advantage and get the job done. At least rebound the damn ball. But I would think and, and hope with Greg Monroe, Nathan Knight, and uh, Jared Vanderbilt, Jade McDaniels, get the frickin' rebound. That's all I got to say. And the Wolves get the job done. Final score, 111-99. Wolves beat the Oklahoma City Thunder with more of a team effort type of thing, if anything else. With that, we'll take a break and look at what you guys had to say on Twitter and Facebook. T-Wolves EX at T-Wolves EX. I think it's going to be small again, but at least again, Tene Brown carrying things nicely like he does. He's, he's been great. Absolutely love Tene Brown out of New Zealand. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Tene. Yep. Levi, come back. Where have you been? I was saying, I swear Beasley is another Rashad McCants tired of this garbage. Tene says he's lost his stroke and without it, he doesn't offer much to the Wolves. Nope, he really doesn't. Where's the Monroe conversation? See, this is strange. Okay, I, I did talk about it. And, uh, yep, Tanae did respond, thankfully. Uh, it was John Starnia was saying free agents uh, center. Greg Monroe plans to sign a 10-day contract for the Timberwolves. I was just like, yes! I was like, I can't believe it. My, my uh, tweet was, I'm happy about this signing. I hope Greg Monroe sticks for the rest of the year. He certainly fills the need. I would be super disappointed if he just rots on the bench and he's gone in a couple weeks. Doesn't look like he's going to run on the bench, and that's good. Just don't have him run on the bench when Carl comes back. And and Nas Reed, please. I would, can I say this? Can I say this? I like Greg Monroe more than Nas Reed. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, at the same time, you could play both of them together. That's the other thing. Nas Reed's not a center. He's, he's too small. And plus he can kind of stretch the floor a bit. Maybe have Greg Monroe with Nas Reed. Greg Monroe with uh, <laughs> Nathan Knight, you know, Nas Reed with Carl Anthony Towns, blah, 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 where they kind of free up each other. Greg Monroe with Carl Anthony Towns, Nathan Knight with Carl Anthony Towns. I want big men in there, and that's why I really like Chris Finch, because he does that. Chris Finch likes to play the bigger players, and that's where I'm happy. If Ryan Saunders was still coach of the Timberwolves, do you think Greg Monroe would have been signed? I, I truly doubt that. I think Chris Finch was like, yeah, get, please get me a big guy. Please, uh, <laughs> please, Sasha, and get me a big guy. Sasha Gupta, the vice president and acting president of Timberwolves Basketball Operations. Greg, uh, excuse me, Tanae Brown says, what a great comeback game for him. Provided a lot for the Wolves tonight. He was a lot better than I thought he was going to be. 100% with you on hoping he sticks now. <laughs> I want to see him at the five and Cat at the four a bit. Yes. Thank you, Tanae. Yep, we think alike. We think alike. I, I want to see them play together. Do you remember the short stretch where Nikola Pekovic, Mr. Heavier Than Anybody Pekovic, was plugged in the middle, and, and Carl Anthony Towns played the four for a bit. I remember Vince Germano messaged me because I, I didn't realize that was going to be the starting lineup one of these nights until I got home because I had to go home and watch it. Right after, or like, you know, yeah, I had to go home and watch it. Vince Germano messaged me and he said, let me know how Pekovic and Carl Anthony Towns play together. And I went home and was blown away. 
Carl Anthony Towns just went off. And just, he was free as an eagle out there. And I think it would be a similar situation. And Greg Monroe's good passing skills, I think, would help as well. Because he's not just, he's not just there. He's not just a tree, you know, just kind of plug in the middle and doing nothing. Pekovic, you know, with his physicality as well. Again, he wasn't just, just there doing nothing. But I think Monroe offers a little more than Pekovic would have at the end of the day. And obviously that size really does matter. It does help. I want to see that happen too. And him and Nathan Knight, him being Greg Monroe, out on the floor at the same time, thank you, Chris Finch, was a beautiful thing to watch. It's like, of course you can't have them out there all the time in every situation, but often. And often enough that it's, you know, you know it's almost every game they're together for, in a, for at least some period of time. Maybe it's less than others, uh, less some days than other days. Some days it's, it's a dominant thing. But let's use these big guys because I think there's value there. It's not just about the Steph Curry's hoisting threes, miss the shot, get the rebound, hoist another three, miss it, get another three, and go all made it, and then go down the court, and then come back, and then hoist another three, and then hoist another three, and hoist another three. You know, there's a little more to basketball than that. And sometimes, again, well, your big men can <clears throat> hoist another three if they're free as well. I don't know how, how that rhymed, but it did. That was kind of funny. Um, it can be a beautiful thing. So I thought I'd get into that. I do think Greg Monroe can provide more than Nas Reed, but at the same time, they can help each other. They can play together. Nas Reed and Greg Monroe could play together. Nathan Knight and Nas Reed can play together. So on, so forth. Just just scramble them up and have some fun. Have some fun. Enjoy it. I was saying, great all-around game, eh? And, <laughs> and I love that. Yep, or liked it at the very least. I guess it's like, love, whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh, what was I saying? I think... Yeah, Tanae was saying, Greg Monroe with bully ball on Taj. Things you love to see. And I was saying, he's definitely a keeper, I think. I was completely stunned that he was just a free agent in the G League. How the heck did that happen? And then Tanae said, yeah, I thought he must have retired or something. He definitely feels a need on this roster, and that's for darn sure. That actually was slightly earlier than the other tweet, I think, but it shows differently. Peter Vesey. I was like, I sought out Peter Vesey because I had him on the previous account. And then some weird misunderstanding happened where he thought I was friends with Doogie Wolfson, which I'm really not. I don't know the guy. I just tweeted back with him on occasion where uh, Peter Vesey and Doogie Wolfson got in a feud about Kevin Love demanding a trade where, you know, at the end of the day where Peter Vesey said Kevin Love actually wants to leave the Timberwolves. You know, there's, you know, that he, he, you know, sources are telling him Kevin Love wants out. And Doogie completely, like, dissed Peter Vesey saying there's no truth to that and blah, blah, blah. And gave him a hard time. And then a lot of Wolves fans gave Peter Vesey a hard time. So he blocked a ton of Timberwolves fans connected to Doogie Wolfson. And uh, unfortunately, I was one of them, despite the fact Peter Vesey was actually following that account. He follows a ton of people. So I'm not that uh, I'm not that special. <laughs> but still, uh, he did. Yep. Uh, but I remembered. Yeah, wait a minute. I don't think I followed him yet. And then I followed him and told him uh, how well I think of him, and he followed back. Peter Vesey, a guy I have a ton of respect for. I really loved him on NBC and NBA TV. Uh, I love his outspoken nature, where he's not afraid to call people stupid and unprepared and blah, blah, blah. He was ripping on uh, some of those guys on TNT. That's where he was as well. Uh, he was annoyed with some of them, thinking they're a bit overrated, and I kind of agree. They, they don't look like... <laughs> it, it's an entertaining show, but it seems like they're more about entertaining things than really uh, true and uh, truly analyzing things at the end of the day. I'm not all as impressed with the NBA and TNT as some other people are. 
I'm entertained with it, but I'm not really impressed with it. So I kind of I kind of like where Peter Vestey's coming from. I'm a fan. Uh, and there's something about me with New Yorkers. I just love New Yorkers and their New York personality where they just say what's on their mind. Pretty darn cool. Uh, God bless you, Peter Vestey. Followed back. Yep, he followed back. Pretty cool. And, uh, yep, what is going on here? Oh, it was popping up. Apologize. Something was popping up on me. I think that's it for the Twitter. Oh, yeah, Random Hoops. That would be Pumpa out of Brisbane, Australia. Says, Vessi is the king. Yep, and he is. And I responded back. Yep, thank you very much, Pumpa. Hope to hear from you some more. I love when you post those red, those retro, the random retro Timberwolves videos. Uh, yep, keep keep them coming. I just love it. Even some old Golden State Warriors. So I actually really liked the Warriors back in the back in the day, like in the '90s and such. You know, that was a fun team to watch. Chris Mullen and Latrell Sprewell, Tim Hardaway. I didn't love them, but I certainly did like them. I certainly did appreciate what they brought. I even liked the early 2000s Warriors. They they had some entertaining players. I loved uh, uh, what's Hughes. What was his first name now? Hughes, though. Uh, Larry Hughes. Yeah, God, I loved it. Larry Hughes underachieved everywhere he went, but with Golden State, he was awesome. And that's where I fell in love with the guy. And then everywhere else he went, he was disappointing and injury-prone and all that crap. Uh, Facebook, there's nothing, unfortunately. Just likes. Appreciate the likes, though. I was talking about, yep, they were saying that uh, Anthony Edwards entered protocols. There was no comment on that one. And I also posted the Greg Monroe... Uh, Line against the Boston Celtics, 11.6 assists, two steals, one block, nine rebounds in 25 minutes. That was really cool. Got a like there, conversation, but no conversation. With that said, really hope the Timberwolves keep Greg Monroe around. I think it's, a, I think he's a factor going forward. I think the big men on this team can help this club improve. You know, better rebounding, better defense, more of a presence inside, higher percentage shots, which is what Chris Finch preaches. I mean, why do you think I'm such a fan of Chris Finch? I mean, he, he preaches a lot of good things, and I think he practices what he preaches as well. That's the other thing. He doesn't just say, oh, we're going to we're gonna make more shots. You know, that seemed like, that seemed to be what uh, Ryan Saunders' approach was. Again, God bless him, but he wasn't that great. He just wasn't. Hopefully, in time, Ryan Saunders will get better and become a stronger presence in the locker room for the next team he coaches as the head coach at the end of the day. With that said, Oh boy, the Vigit application is going to encourage you to download and activate the Vigit application. Obviously, there's no charge. You don't have to pay any money. The Vigit application, V-I-G-I-T, it's two separate words. It is fantasy betting, fantasy betting, no real money wagering. Social media for sports, but as you could post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. Vigit betting leagues, a month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Free-to-play sportsbook, bet free coins, win real prizes. Betting stats, there's great information available on the Vigit Lifeline movement where the public is betting. Also, again, encourage you to join Crypto.com, especially you Laker fans out there and Clipper fans. No, Laker fans, I don't think I have any Clipper fan uh, followers or friends, but maybe I do, I just haven't met you yet. Uh, Crypto.com, that's your arena right there. <laughs> what do you think of that? Trading cryptocurrencies on the crypto application. It's called Crypto.com, like a website, but it's an application for Android and Apple phones, devices, smart devices, whatever the heck the device is. It'll work, believe me. And join it. Uh, click on the link in the show description. You'll get $25 put in your account, and it would also help this show in a nice way. It would help this show and my other podcast as well. Uh, and it's a lot of fun to get into cryptocurrency trading. Highly recommended. 
With that said, hope all of you have a wonderful week. Hope the Timberwolves do indeed go 3-1 and one or better, maybe 4-0. and oh. Somehow we go crazy and win four in a row here. That'd be awesome. Uh, five out of six. But really enjoying these golden opportunities for players that probably deserve to still be in the league or probably deserve to have more minutes and more action out there on the floor maybe than other players that don't appreciate it as much or just aren't as good or aren't as productive. I think Nathan Knight is an NBA player. I do. I think Greg Monroe is a freaking NBA player. There's just no question about that. Jalen Noel is an NBA player. They're not consistent. They're not going to get 29 points every night, but I think they can provide energy. I think they can provide defense. They can provide good, solid, productive play on a nightly basis, if given the opportunity. With that said, again, have a great week. Take care and talk to you next time. And Happy New Year, everybody.